بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله النبي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني من نور الله اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين in our discussion about human beings, we talked about free will, we talked about the process of making decisions, we talked about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designing the world in the way that our free will, our choice is part of a system. We don't have control over everything. But part of it is our decision. What other people do, what you know, natural you know, factors do have impact. But also in our voluntary actions, there is a space that we decide. If I want to, for example, travel, there must be a road, there must be a hotel, there must be health, there must be security, you know, there is a need for transportation. Many things have to be there which are not under my control. But if all these things are there and you don't want to go, then you don't go. So there is a space that is left to us to exercise our free will. Then we talk about Allah's knowledge not being in contradiction with our free will. And we said in logic, always you understand that what is known precedes knowledge, not in time, but in order, in the sense that what is known determines knowledge. Not knowledge determines what is known. If I know someone is going to do something, it's not that because I know he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Because he's going to do it, I know. I may know this when he's doing this. I may know this after he finishes the work. Or there may be cases that I can even know in advance. I can predict based on my knowledge of that person and other factors that this person is going to do this. But whether I know in advance or at the same time or later would not make any difference in this point that what is known determines the knowledge of other people. Now we want to discuss the issue of Qadha and Qadar. And here I want to expand. So I am going to mention some of the things which are not in the book because this is a very important discussion and I hope inshallah we will be able to understand it properly. The term qadha and the term qadar have both literal and technical meanings. And the best way to understand is to refer to different occurrences that they have in the Quran. If you study the Quran with respect to the term qadha, you find there are different meanings, different ways in which this is used. Sometimes it refers to decisive 
final will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, you know that uh, the Quran says when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to create something, He says, be and there it is. Kun fayakun. There are two ways that Allah has mentioned this in the Quran. One is He has used the term irada, will. The other is He has used the term qada. Let me read for you one example of each. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون. This is Surah Yasin, verse 82. إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا. When he wills something to be there, أن يقول له كن. He says be. We have been Surah Baqarah verse 117 the expression of Qadha instead of Arada Badi'u samawati wal ard wa idha qadha amran fa innama yaqulu lahu kun fayakun He is the creator of the skies and the earth and when he decides something to be there in a decisive way, in a uh, you know final way. He says, "Be and there it is." So you see now it's very clear, especially if you put these two references together: "Ida arada shay'an" or "Ida qala amran." Or so you realize that one way that qadha is used in the Quran is to refer to final decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A decision that is followed by the action. Inshallah, when you study later philosophy, you would see that philosophers mention different stages in the agent which finally lead to action for example they say we first conceive of something then we think about its advantages and disadvantages good outcomes bad outcomes then if we think of positive points being more than negative points we would develop eagerness to do it, then that eagerness increases and finally becomes the will, and then finally we do it. So there are different stages. Al-Tasawwur, al muakkad al-Iran. So, Irada here, or Qawa here, is that will that immediately after it, the thing is done. You don't need to think about it more. You, for example, want to do something. You say, shall I, for example, go for a walk? You think about it. You consider, you know, other things that you have to do. I don't know, advantages, disadvantages, all these things. And finally, you say, I should go. After that, then, the brain gives instruction to muscles to walk. That very last bit, 
which is followed by instruction of brain to muscles to move, that is what we call here qadha in the case of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the case of us, we just call it irada. But irada of very decisive nature. So, <coughs> this is one way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about qadha in the Quran. Another example for the same meaning <coughs> is Surah Baqarah, verse 210. These are not in the book, you know, you can take note or later, you know, listen to the lecture again, take note. Surah Baqarah, verse 210. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظُلَلٍ مِنَ الْغَمَامِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ Do they, wait, do they expect that God and the angels would come under the shadow of the clouds towards them? وَقُضِيَ الْعَامْرَ Then Allah says, Everything is finalized. Everything is finished. They shouldn't wait for something else to happen. They shouldn't wait to see, you know, angels coming or God coming. Everything returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, means it's finished. You cannot question it. There is no time for question or debate, you know. In the case of Lady Maryam, again, we have this. If you look at verse 47 of Surah Ali Imran, chapter 3, verse 47. Qalat Rabbi anna yakunu li walad walam yamsasni basha. The lady said, My Lord, how can I have a child? while no man has touched me. The angel said on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this is the way that Allah creates when he wants to create. When he decides that Maryam should have a child. He doesn't need them to have a husband for Maryam. He says, be and there it is. So, it is true that every child which is born is born with Allah's qadha, that finally that child will be born. But in many cases, Allah's qadha depends on conditions coming together. So, father, mother, many factors should be working together. Then Allah says, be and there it is. Then the child is created. But, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the decision. If he wants to give a child to someone, then he doesn't need to wait for father and mother to be there. Even he can give child to mother without father or even create like Adam without mother and father. Adam had no mother and no father.
So do you see the point here? إِذَا قَوَى أَمْرًا When he makes the final and decisive decision. Another case, the second meaning in which the term qada is used in the Quran is legislation. <coughs> when Allah makes a final decision about legislation. The previous one was more about generation and takwin. Here is more about legislation. Passing a law, making a law. Look at this ayah. You are all familiar with this ayah. This is the ayah number 23 of chapter Isra. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Your Lord has made this law, this legislation. قَضَى رَبُّكَ This is law. This is not like previous one. Allah has made the law that you should not worship other than Him and you should be kind to your parents. Why this is not takwini? You know why it is not takwini? What is the difference between this and Allah making qadha of giving a child to Maryam? In the case of takvini, it's going to happen certainly. Here, Allah made a law, but people may disobey. He has not made generative will that people worship only him. If he had made that generative will, no one was able to do anything else. This is a kind of, uh, you know, decision that he has made. But he has given also people free will to decide whether they are going to impediment or not. He wants them to do it, but he doesn't force them to do it. So do you understand the difference between this qada and qada for giving child to Maryam? It's a big difference. Third, the third sense in which the term qada and its derivatives are used in the Quran is to judge, especially a judgment which is final. Sometimes, you know, the judge cannot make up his mind and make, you know, he says, maybe this is what you need to do. I recommend, but sometimes a final decision. For example, Surah Nisa, verse 65. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ by your Lord, they don't believe unless they make you a judge between them when they have disagreements, when they have uh, debates, disagreements. If they be, are believers, they should ask you to be the judge between them. And then after you make the judgment, 
they should not find any pain, any uh, you know lack of uh, tranquility in their heart with respect to your decision, because they should know that Rasulullah makes the best decision, makes a decision which is just. taslima, and they should be submissive. So. حرجان لا يجدوا في أنفسهم حرجان مما قضيته. What does قضيته here mean? Means you judged. Okay. So the third meaning of قضام is to judge, and this is very common. You know, we say to judge قاضي. Yes. Or for the judiciary system, we say. Asultatul Qawaiyah, in Arabic we use Qawa for judgment. The fourth meaning, to terminate, to finish. You see sometimes in the Quran, Qawa is used in this sense. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about those who go for Hajj. In Surah Baqarah, verse 200. فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا What does it mean? فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَ مَنَاسِكَ means rituals. Your a'mal. When you قَضَيْتُمْ means when you finish. When you finish your amal, you should invocate God, remember God in the way that you remember your fathers or more. Or in Surah Nisa, verse 103, What does it mean, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمُ الصَّلَاةِ? means after you finish salah. So one of the meanings of qadha means to finish. One of the meanings of qadha means to destroy, to terminate in the sense of to destroy. For example, you are familiar with this story in the time of Prophet Musa, which is mentioned in Surah Qasas, verse 15. Surah Al-Qasas, verse 15. وَدَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ عَلَى حِينَ غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا Without raising the attention of people, you know, like secretly, Prophet Musa entered the town. فَبَجَدَ فِيهَا رَجُلَيْنَ يَقْتَتِلَانَ He found two men are fighting. هذا من شيعته وهذا من عدوه. One of them is his Shia, his follower. The other was from the enemies. فاستغاثه الذي من شيعته على الذي من عدوه. That person who was one of his Shia, his followers, asked him for help against the other one. فبكزه موسى. Musa punched that person died, was killed, was finished. So here, to finish is not like finishing Salat. 
finishing had means to terminate yeah to destroy in this case like to kill or for example we have about the people who are in hell in surah zukhruf verse 77 they said oh malik malik is the guardian of hell your lord must finish us means must destroy us kill us because they want to just not to be there in order to avoid suffering but he says you have to stay here and you have to wait in this situation if you can pause decisive like when he wants to create something he says when he wants to create he says be there it is or making a law in legislation to judge to finish like to finish amal or to destroy in all these cases what do you find in common? In all different you know, occurrences of Qadha, what do you find in common? There is no way back. Uh -huh. Qadha is always used in something which finishes. It can finish dispute. It can finish doubt. It can finish someone's, uh, I don't know, existence, like لِيَقْضَ عَلَيْنَا or فَبَكَزَهُ مُوسَى فَقَضَى So, there is a kind of decisive nature, final nature, something which is not reversible. So, قَضَى means this, something final, something, you know, decisive. Okay? So this is the meaning of Kava. Still, we have talked about it literally. So when it is used in Aqa'id, in Kalam, it is used with the same nature, because the essence cannot be different. The same nature, the same essence is there. That must be decisive. So whenever we say Kava, we mean a decision or a decree by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is 100%. That it is 
decisive, it's positive. But does it mean that we are forced then to do it because Allah has made qada? No. This qada comes when you have decided to do something. So qada is not coming earlier. Maybe Allah makes the qada because He knows what we are going to decide. But it depends on our decision. You could have acted in a way which would have then had another qada, another decree. And this is where we have now to talk about qadar, so that you understand. Qadar means measure. Taqdeer means to measure, to plan, to program. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that وَالَّذِي نَزَّلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً بِقَدَرٍ This is about rain. Surah Zukhruf, verse 11. There is a qadar, there is a measure. How much rain should come? Even one drop of rain is not without Allah's qadar. It cannot come even one drop more or less. Everything has measure. How much water is coming, how much sunshine is there, how much is going to be clouded, everything is according to Qadar. In Surah Shura, verse 27, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ بَسَطَ If people had so much of risk, Allah had given them plenty and you know, abundance of sustenance. They would have become unjust and they would have done mischief. They would have been corrupted. Unfortunately, when we have something a lot, we don't appreciate. First, we use it in excess. Then we may even destroy it. You know, there is a story that in the time of uh, previous nations, there were people that Allah gave them a lot. Very good, you know, rain, fertile land, harvest. But they reached a point that they used bread instead of tissue for cleaning themselves. And then they had to bury these breads, and then Allah made them suffer by starving. Then they had to dig and bring those breads and eat. This is about one of the previous nations. So now you see, there are people who destroy wheat and corn just in order to keep the price up in the market, you know, regulated. Or, you know, they make, you know, petrol out of this food and some people are starving. So you shouldn't be surprised. So if Allah gives us a lot, 
then instead of we becoming grateful, we may have mischief. So he says, Lo basatallahu rizqa li'ibadihi labbagaw fil arda. You know, one of the good things that uh, we should observe is to be very respectful to food, especially, you know, bread. <coughs> Whenever there is a bread or food, you know, on the floor, we should take it. If you have seen, you know, people, especially bread, you know, they kiss it, they put it, you know, on a clean place. This is showing respect to rest, which is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to food. Not to put it in rubbish as much as possible, not to waste, keep it in the fridge, eat it later. So this respect is very important. Then Allah says, Allah sends down in a measure. So you don't have what you like. No, there is measure. Another verse. Surah Yasin, verse 38. Some people in the past, you know, or many people had the, in the past the idea that uh, sun is not moving. You know, initially they thought sun is moving and earth is not moving. Then they thought that sun is not moving and earth is moving. Then they realized that sun and earth both are moving. The Quran refers to the motion of both. About movement of sun, Allah says it's like a cradle. Yes? Mahda. With respect to sun, Allah says, وَالشَّمْسُ tajri. Sun is moving. Allah has made an orbit and sun is moving in that. This is the way that Allah has planned, programmed. Taqdeer. So, rain, qadar, rizq, qadar, movement of sun is taqdeer. Then in a general way, not only about rain or, you know, rizq or uh, sun, in Surah Qamar, verse 49, in a very general way, Allah says, إِنَّا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَاهُ بِقَدَرٍ إِنَّا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَاهُ بِقَدَرٍ Everything that we have created has a measure. The only thing which has no measure is Allah Himself. Everything else has a measure. There is a measure and there is a way to do it. Another verse is uh, this ayah. can check the reference, you know, the famous ayah. There is nothing unless its treasures are with us. So, Allah has treasures from that treasure we receive some knowledge, for example, some rest, some water. Anything good comes from those treasures. 
Those treasures are unlimited. But what we receive from those treasures is limited. We don't send it down except with a fixed measure. So, what do we understand from this? We understand that this is very important, you know, the conclusion. We understand that in this world there are things which are programmed and planned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they go as they are programmed. For example, a stars, planets, these are the things that are decided, I pro are programmed, there is no free will, there is no choice, there are not uh, different alternative you know, conditions, they are programmed and they carry on. The angels, the same. But when it comes to human beings, and to jinns. There are certain issues that they are programmed and happen. There are certain issues that we have a space to exercise our free will. For example, for you to be male or female, it's not to you. Many of genetic things are not in your hand. Or, for example, you know, the growth of your hair. It's not your hand. The growth of your you know, nails is not your hand. When are you, you, uh, when are you going to die? The fixed angel is not your hand. Yes, you can make it earlier. Okay? By not, for example, having good diet. By having too much stress. Or na'uzubillah by committing suicide. Someone may die earlier but you can never, you know, go beyond your ajale musamma, the fixed ajale, the fixed deadline. So, these are the things that you have no control. But, there are things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have left control to us. In this uh, way, you know, I was thinking that indeed Allah has made the whole world into two parts. One part is already everything decided by him another part is left to us and the jinns and him so he has not retired but he says let me see what you do and based on what you do i'm going to respond if you do good things i'm going to help you if you do bad things you know then i'm going to question you so the whole world now has two parts even some of the things that are naturally programmed, the way we act can have impact on them. For example, in other planets, everything happens as programmed. But then it comes to Earth. How much rain we are going to have? If we were not there, everything was as but now we may make rain more or less by the way we use the environment and also even our scenes 
or our you know, good actions can have impact. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, Law anna ahla al-ghura amanu wa taqaw lafatahna alayhim barakatan min as-samai wa al-ahm. Had the people of villages or towns been believers and pious, we would have opened up for them blessings from the skies and the earth. So even we can have impact on nature, either by our physical actions, like, you know, consuming everything, you know, making too much, you know, dirt, pollution, I don't know, uh, using lots of, you know, fossil, you know, uh, fuel, and so on and so forth, or by our actions in the sense of a spiritual side of it, we can have impact. But still there is great part of the creation that our action does not have any impact on them. <coughs> and then when it comes to our life, part of it is not decided by us human beings, part of it is decided by other human beings, for example, the way your mother, your father have acted, the way your teachers have acted, your relatives have acted, your neighbors, your government, yeah, they can have impact on you. You know, many, for example, children were born during the war. Many people had to be refugees because of, for example, what Saddam Hussein did. Yeah. They didn't want to be born into that condition. But decision of a person like Saddam Hussein can affect life of many people. Okay, so there are things that other people may do that has impact on us. The nature, you know, maybe you are born in a place that there is no enough rain. But what is important is that to become happy or not, to have felicity in dunya and akhirah depends on you. No matter in what situation you are put, still it's you who can make you happy or unhappy. People can decide to have success despite difficult situations, and people can be lazy and relaxed and don't do anything even if you have a very good situation. Yes. For some people it's more difficult, for some people it's easier, but then what they receive also would be different. If you do one little good thing in very difficult situation, it would be bringing more good to you than a person who does the same thing in a friendly situation. Okay, now in this space, when we have a choice to make it's like a person who has different roads in front of him. For example, one option is to study. For a student, one option is to study. Another option is not to study. If you study, you attend regularly, you take notes, you review, you do mubahisa, discussion, everything. This road will lead to success. 
If you don't study, it would lead to failure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made both available. Both avenues are there. But what is important, if you take this road, you cannot expect the result of that road. Or if you go that road, you cannot expect the result of this road. This road will definitely lead to that conclusion. And this will lead to that conclusion. Okay? So, although Qadha is final and decisive, but it's me and you who would choose the way and then based on that, we would choose what qaza we are going to have. Okay? You go to this road, and that is the result. And that result is decisive. Even sometimes, although with natural, you know, process, natural development of affairs, that is decisive, again you may bring a new element and change the khaza. You know, for example, we have ad-du'a'u yaruddu al-qadha al-mubram alladhi ubrama ibrama Dua can even stop qadha. So, with this much of a study, you can have this much of success. But if you add to it dua, it can change. Or for example, you know, if you go to a place without dua, without sadaqah, you may have problems, you may have, you know, some dangers that would affect you. But with giving sadaqah, the result would be different. So sadaqah, dua, these are spiritual factors that are part of the process and with them the conclusion would be something without them would be something different but in both cases these are all decisive nothing happens in this world by chance it's impossible that with the same condition you would get different results this is the meaning of qadha. It's impossible that one person does something and then he becomes successful. Another person does the same things and is not successful. I mean, does uh, I'm not just doing physical actions. I mean, with all the niyyah and you know all the everything. So when all the factors are the same, definitely the answer is the same. There is no chance, as such, you know that say okay. I did everything, but I was not lucky. You don't have anything like being lucky or not lucky. It's all according to a system. And if you know that system, you can understand everything. So, in this way that I explained for you, I think this is the best way to explain Qadar and Qadar. Qadar means measure and planning so everything in this world is measured and planned so it means that you have different options in front of you okay based on which option to take the 
result, the end result would be definitely going to happen. That is called qadha. If you sit next to a wall which is going to collapse and it collapses on you, that is qadha and qadha. Because sitting under this wall would lead to that conclusion. But if you see the wall is collapsing and you go and sit in a safe place, you are not going to be hit by the wall. And that is also qadha and qadha. So people should not say, because there is qadha and there is qadar, no matter what we do, if we are going to remain alive, we are going to remain alive. No, this is not the case. If you put yourself into dangerous situation, if you are not taking care of yourself or health, that could be leading to something different from when you put yourself into safe and protected situation. I'm not saying definitely the result will be different because sometimes there are other factors, but at least you should do this. Because maybe, for example, uh, your decision for not sitting next to this wall helps you, but then you go to another place and someone comes and you know, hits you with my car. Okay? We don't know. But certainly things can be decided according to the way that we respond. But there are other human beings. Maybe I protect myself from one thing, but another person you know, attacks me from another corner. You know, that's another issue. But you have to do your best. You are responsible for what you can do. You are responsible for what you can avoid. But you are not responsible for what other people can do. Even if there is a mu'min who has been, for example, killed, either unjustly or by accident, you know, someone is driving and kills a mu'min, I think because this moment had the intention of progress and getting closer to Allah, inshallah, even after he's killed, Allah will let him grow. Because this was the way he was spending his life. So other people's decision can affect your physical life and physical situation, but they cannot affect your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you become a martyr, it's not that they can stop your growth. And I say, okay, if this person was alive more, he would have become closer to God. Everything is dependent on what you do when it comes to your relation with Allah, to your happiness, to your perfection. So, qadha is decisive. But not in the sense of taking away our freedom. It's decisive in the sense that when all the factors are there, it's planned and programmed that would lead to that conclusion. But part of those factors is my decision, my behavior. I could have choose another planning for me. There can be millions of options for us. Even everything that we do is not only one option. For example, you feed a poor person. Feeding a poor person is not only one option. Even this can be done in hundreds of ways. How you feed? With what intention? You know, what styles? How much? How long? Which poor? How do you choose the poor? You know, there are millions of options in front of us. 
what is important is you choose and what is important is to know that what you choose would lead to a conclusion you can you know shoot your arrow in this direction or that direction but then when you shoot the arrow if you shoot this way it doesn't go this way if you shoot this way it doesn't go this way so we should not think that we do things you know without careful planning and then we expect to get the best results there must be a difference between people who plan and people who don't plan people who work hard and people who don't work hard there is, must be a difference but who is deciding the people themselves there's no chance so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes decisions for us with respect to our voluntary actions based on the way that we ourselves decide. It's not that He makes some people happy or unhappy. He makes some people good or some people bad. Inshallah, next week I'm going to continue this discussion and say that even when Allah has a plan to do something certainly, like for example, Allah had a plan to save Bani Israel against Pharaoh, or for example, Allah has the plan that end of this world would be, you know, ending with coming of Imam Zaman and filling the earth with, you know, justice. Even in such decisive decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, still people are free. Allah doesn't take away freedom of people in order for him to materialize his plan. Even for such cases, still people act freely, but there is a mechanism that people can act freely, but also his plan can be achieved maybe sooner, maybe later. And inshallah we'll discuss this next week. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين.